when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To, to elaborate on this, essentially it is that people can drive their own car and do pickups within a 15-kilometer radius. This would be for areas with a population of less than 5,000. So it won't impinge on existing taxis and taxi services because they're non-existent in most of the areas that I represent. I think in every area I represent, actually. Um, maybe with the exception of Conceal, would have a few taxis. But that aside, it's basically that um, Joe Soap or Mary Joe can get into her car and say, you know, on a Wednesday evening, do you know what, I'll do five hours. I'll go on call and you pick up from your app. You'll get a call that somebody's in looking from a lift from Glendor to Ross Carby. You decide to do the run. You pick up the fare. Um, and there's no big drama about it. Obviously, you have to be guard vetted and you have to have an NCT-worthy car and you have to be taxed and insured. You know, those kind of basic essentials. At the moment, the legislation uh, doesn't allow that to happen. And I'm trying to get the law changed in Ireland. I wrote to Shane Ross on this back in October, proposed it to him. I met with him to tease it out further. So he had a look at it. So he's, he's asked me to put it all in writing again to him to outline it that he could pass it on to the National Transport Authority, which I have done. So he has sent it on to the National Transport Authority. The government has then basically asked him to assess it. So I'm meeting with the CEO of the National Transport Authority, a lady called Anne Graham. I'm meeting with her on the 6th of February in my offices in Dublin to see how we can progress this proposal. But I'd be very confident. I mean, it's it's one that isn't resource intensive. There is no reason for the government not to go ahead with this. Uh, this is rural Ireland crying out for this. I believe there's an enormous appetite out there to have a kind of a basically connect people. It's not just about drink driving. It's about people who want to go to the shop or to the cinema or go anywhere. It can be for older people who don't like driving at night, might like to go out to bingo or whatever. There isn't taxis available. There isn't DART. There isn't a bus service. So this is just, uh, first of all, what I'm looking for, and I have put down a motion at our Fine Gael Parliamentary Party meeting on uh, on Wednesday, which is tomorrow evening, where I'll be asking all of my Fine Gael colleagues, uh, both ministers and TDs and senators, to support me politically on this one, and that the government, first of all, and this is the very first step, is to acknowledge that there is a crisis in rural Ireland when it comes to connectivity. People cannot get to where they need to be or where they want to be. They cannot get out and about and socialise because of the drink driving and because of the lack of basic transport infrastructure that exists in cities. And I think it's incumbent upon me to make sure that my colleagues, a lot of my colleagues have come from city-based areas, a lot of the ministers and the teachers at are from more city-based areas, and this isn't something that they would be very familiar with, the concept of rural isolation or the lack of availability of, of transport options for people to go about their daily lives to do what they do on a, on a daily and basis. It, and it's a win-win all around. It's a win-win for the people who need 
to, to get the Uber style uh, taxi the, from a rural area, but also the person operating the taxi or the the I'm, I'm slow to call it a taxi because I'm waiting for taxi drivers to, to have a go at me. But uh, oh, the, dri- already, the, dri- yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the driver, um, it's a way of earning a, a bit of extra cash. It is, of course. I mean, for someone like myself, or yourself, Patricia, if we decided there, or anybody who's listening to us there this morning that decides, you know what, I'll, I'll give five hours a week to that, or ten hours a week, or you can do seven nights a week if you so wish, or you can do just one night a week, you could do a Friday night or a Saturday night, or indeed a Tuesday evening, uh, or in the morning time. People might like a lift to work, they might like to go out for a few drinks the night before and celebrate and not drive the following morning, and may just avail of an Uber, which is basically a neighbour who's decided to take him for five or six euro, drop him to work the following day. Um, you know, these are very practical ways forward. But, like, while it's a win-win, and, and you're right there, Patricia, it is a win-win for those who are doing it. It's much more, actually, because it, it provides a means of living. But I, I genuinely am concerned about people's mental well-being. Um, and the more isolated people are, the less social interaction they have. And also, I think the most worrying phenomenon that uh, your listeners will have come across, and you'll be acutely aware of this, Patricia, from your show there over the years, is people walking home now at night who are good enough not to drive, but deciding to walk home from the pub and getting killed on the road yeah. like that's a very new phenomenon yeah. and a very very yeah. I can one. see a lot of people are saying this is this is a terrific idea because there's also the added problem if you live in a rural area it's hard to even, if you can even afford a taxi it's hard to get a taxi in a rural area because particularly on some of the busy Friday and Saturday nights taxi companies do not want to go out into the very rural areas they want to stay in the cities or in the, the larger urban towns yeah, and like one of the obvious things, of course, people say, what about insurance? How does insurance? I would make the point that the insurance company should be offering a reduction to people who do this. Now, I'm sure that may not happen, but I mean, that's where I would be getting from because this has the potential to make our roads so safe. I mm-hmm. mean, it takes drink drivers off the road and it takes those pedestrians who are the, the most vulnerable people on our roads as people walking late at night on roads, in rural roads that are not lit up. And that phenomenon, unfortunately, is starting to become very, very real now with the, as the drink driving takes hold and, and, you know, people are more and more aware of that. There's more people on foot going home from the pub and that's very dangerous. So I would argue to the insurance industry that the roads will be a safer place. There will be less claims on people's insurance policies and there will be less loss of life and catastrophic injuries as a result of this taking hold. So my, my call is very simple and where does it go from here? Is I will, As I say, on the 6th of February, the CEO of the NTA, the National Transport Authority, is coming into my office to, to discuss their concerns about it or whatever issues they have. But this has been done all over the world, so there's no reason why Ireland can't have it. Secondly, then I need the government to agree to change legislation. The 1963 Public Service Vehicle Act still exists, which says this is illegal, so we have to change legislation. That's within our gift to do that. And we just have to get political buy-in. There is no resource implication for the government. There is no cost implication. And this has the, po- the potential to connect each and every one of us in rural Ireland and give us that standard of living that standard of well-being that our, our city and, and more urban counterparts have. OK. All right, we leave it there. I can see a lot of people are backing you, are, are saying well done and, and the sooner this comes in, the better. We'll keep a close eye on this one. In the meantime, Jim, thank you for that and thanks for joining us on the programme. Thanks, Patricia. What about the full-time taxi drivers? I don't think they would like the idea of other people taking their patch. Well, a full-time taxi driver has contacted us. Dermot is a taxi driver in the city. Can you turn down the radio, Dermot? I just turned it down. Good morning to you. You were listening to Jim. You think it's a pie in the sky idea? I do. To be honest, um, I, do, I don't think he's. T- okay, there's do's and don'ts and everything, right? Okay. We, are, we all know that. He's saying about the do's, but he's not telling those people about the don'ts. Okay? Um, 
first of all, yes, I agree with what the people you just said about the insurance. They're not going to give them reduced insurance because they're driving actually longer hours than what they're normally doing anyway. So that's a pie in the sky as far as I would be concerned. Also, if they do, they now have to declare themselves as being self-employed. Okay, so that yeah. brings that brings in the cost of whether they bring in their own accountant to look after their affairs or whatever, but it's an extra cost. There'll be more wear and tear for them. Um, there'll be more, as I said, more time dri- driving on the road. So that would be an increased premium, not a decrease. If Jim Daly gets um, cheaper insurance for those Uber-style cars, then what's he going to do for taxi drivers that are paying six? Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven grand a year insurance. What's he going to do for them? Also, there is also um, we just say for and say I have to declare everything that I make in a year, mm. otherwise I don't get a tax clearance certificate. And if I don't get the tax clearance certificate, then I will not be able to renew my license. So now these people aren't they're not being told all this or all. It's just playing this guy. Oh yeah, we'll do this, no problem. I I think, you know, it's a typical politician will do this, bang, and that they're not telling them to do it. But is there an issue with you're you're based in the city as a I taxi am, driver? But I, but I, do I, you go I, out I to rural Ireland? Yeah, and and do you and it, it, this issue seems to come up on the busy nights, the Fridays and the Saturday nights. Would you say no to somebody who wants to live to a rural area? No, never have done. And if you want to, um, to start the night before, to start the night before Christmas, yeah, at about twenty to one in the morning, I was approached on Patrick's key. You know, when I drop people to Dublin, I said, "Jump in, I'll take you up." I never, I never refuse a fare yeah. unless they are totally out of their heads. Right? Yeah. Now, with the Uber style car, I'll tell you something else. Uh, no, because I go to the UK quite a lot and I'll be talking to the drivers over there as well. But with the Uber style car, just there for argument, say, Tricia, that you're you're living in Mallow, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going to Cork and you Uber a car. And two doors down the road from you is John Paul, who you don't get on with. In fact, you despise each other for whatever reason. But John Paul is going to Cork as well. He's entitled to get that Uber car with you. Yeah, yeah, I know. That, I, I, yeah, I mean, and that's that's an issue that would certainly uh, would be more prevalent in rural areas where you have people yes. falling out with each other and they don't yes. know, like the person down the road or, or, or whatever. Whereas if you're in the city and you've got more scope, you can p- pick and choose the, the, the taxi. But do you accept that something has to be done for rural? We, we have an issue with rural isolation. I mean, in Jim's defence, he's trying to come up with something to combat rural isolation. I can, I can, I can understand that, right? Yeah. So why don't the government, why don't the government pay someone to do this for them? There's pubs out there that, that, that even in Blackpool and in Cork, I've seen pubs that are dropping people back now. The problem was created, Tricia, by a certain minister about this drink driving thing, right? Now I don't agree with all the drink driving thing. Don't get me wrong, I wouldn't be a drink driver myself. Do I drive bike? Yes, I do. I won't start work the next day until after 12 o'clock or whatever if I go out the night before. Mm. But the, the government, you see, we're being dictated by a government that they don't really know what they're, what they're doing, to be honest with you. And it's about time that people of Ireland all started standing together and say, right, OK, look, 
yes, there is things for rural Ireland, right? First of all, they, they've done this thing with Bannon colleagues, that is a 24-hour bus service, right? Last mm. Sunday night, after the hours of 12 o'clock, the bus of Outer Bannon colleague had three people on it. Is that worth the while? Yeah, and actually we're going to in this hour talk about the, the local link buses that have been operating for the last um, six six months. And I'd be interested to see was anybody using the buses. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. And the there's bus, no, it, and it's hard to justify putting on a bus for three people. It is. Yeah. It, it is. Okay. No, but no. It just go, go back to the Uber. Can you ever see Uber being introduced in this country? I can. You can? I, I, I can. No, I can. No. There's, there's too many. No. Okay. First of all, if you're going for a new taxi license, right? Your taxi license, or your taxi, if we just say, put it this way, Trisha, you go and you apply for a license, right? Mm. There, there's a test to become a taxi driver. Okay? Mm. Now, you need to know, if you're in Cork, you need to know every part of Cork to pass that test. And I mean, if you're living in Cork City, you could be asked questions about a housing estate in Mallow, you could be. Uh, Castletong Bear, Iris. But you're with Google Maps. Why, why Why do you need to have that knowledge? This is it. This is it. And, and this is actually happening at the moment. If you want to pass your test, you have to, or if you want to get a PSV license, you have to do this test and your area knowledge has to be 100%. Whereas, whereas if Uber was introduced, it's, it, there's no test like that. You, you just have to, ha- you have to have your own car and have car insurance. Yeah. All right. OK. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at calls coming in. There's a lot of people agreeing with you. Uh, I have to say, Dermot, a lot of people saying this will, scheme will never, ever take off. Uh, it's uh, it's people saying, you, using your words, pie in the sky, uh, suggestion it'll never take off. Only time will tell. OK. No, just before you go, just yeah. sorry. I picked up a passenger pre-Christmas um, from the UK, right? And Uber is in the UK. Yeah. And I, I just had a genuine conversation. I asked her, well, what do you think of Uber? She goes, it was the worst experience I've ever had. And I said, what do you mean? She said, I was I wanted to go to some place. I didn't trust the driver. I asked him to drop me off here instead. They, he wouldn't drop me off. He, he got out of the car and he locked me into the car. Oh. That is what that lady said to me. Well, that's just one Uber experience, you can't. But I mean, and, yeah. But that's, yeah, that's, that's quite frightening. It's quite scary. Now, if you do that with a taxi... You do that in a taxi, I'd be reported and I'd be guarded straight away. And your name and your number and everything is, even I though I, I have been in Ubers where the picture of the driver is on it, you, 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 the, the details are there. Okay, listen, uh, Dermot, thank you for that and thanks uh, for contacting the program. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.